You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. Hour number two here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. I'm going to warn you, it's going to be just as busy as the first hour. We've got a lot uh, coming up, but let's start, though, with uh, Illinois basketball. Um, Playing Michigan on Sunday, coming off that loss at home, that was tough. Double-digit lead in the first half. They see Ohio State to come back and go on a 22-2 run, taking a large lead in the second half. Only to see Illinois then come back and close within uh, just a, a single uh, possession late in the game, but they come up short uh, in this one. Uh, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Kegley, uh, guys who've had some time to, to process this. Um, quick turnaround now. You go to a, a place in Michigan and the Wolverines, you know, are going to be looking for some revenge after uh, not being able to have much success in the past a few years against Illinois. Yeah, no question. Michigan's going to be hyped for this game. Um, they're trying to get that signature win to get into the NCAA tournament. This is a, this is an opportunity for them to do it on their home floor. So, you know, they're going to be fired up. I think the one thing is, I think Illinois is going to be pretty fired up, too, coming off a, a loss where, you know, they kind of gave away a home court, um, you know, home court game that, that they should have won. I mean, you know, they, they, it's a game they need to win if they're going to advance the way they want to and win the Big Ten Championship. So now they've got to make amends on the road and see what they can do up in Ann Arbor. Yeah, and Michigan's going to be – they're going to be fired up. They they were mad about what happened last year when Illinois destroyed them uh, on their home floor. And then the other side is, is their kids. So you're going to be playing – you know, as the coaching staff's going to be playing, we're the victims here. we got two guys who had to sit out for – trying to kill other people or whatever the punches they were throwing. And they're going to feel like they missed a game and they're out, you know, that, that, that was like a personal affront. And of course, coach Martelli is going to probably be a better coach than coach Howard. Um, Illinois had better be fired up and they aren't going to have the luxury of starting the half bad, uh, whether it's the first half or the second half, because this Michigan team, they need that win, just like Brad said, and they're going to be ready to go. It's an Achilles heel for this Illinois team. And we've seen this over the years, um, but it's the one thing that seems to still plague this program are those second half runs that we talked about in the first hour. We saw it against uh, Northwestern. They did it a couple of times this year. Um, we saw Maryland come back at Maryland, make a big second half after Illinois played well uh, early on. Uh, we, we saw Purdue do this in the, the game at Purdue. Uh, and then here in this game, uh, we saw Northwestern at home. Um, what is it about this team that it, it, it feels like, Brad, and maybe I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, it seems like they take their foot off the gas at some point. It, 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 am I, how, do you, how do you see this where it seems like there's always a run coming in the second half, or is it just that this is the Big Ten and you've got really good teams? I think it's a combination. I think some of it is that it's the Big Ten and you've got really good teams. I think the other side is, you're, you're right. They, and I don't know if it's take the foot off the gas. I think it's sometimes like they start to – taking bad shots. They start going away from what they normally do. They commit some sloppy turnovers. They don't lock down defensively and they miss scouting reports. Um, and those are, those are little things that come back to haunt you at the end of the game. So you, you can't make those mistakes if you want to be a, a, an elite team. And if they're a team that wants to advance to the sweet 16, elite eight, final four, whatever it is, they're going to have to shore those things up. Yeah, and, and I really think that, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to find a way in particular to stop the, the turnovers and then the defensive lapses that happen. It just seems to come. It's like, I, I can't figure out if it's a chicken, you know, the chicken or the egg. I'm not certain what comes first, but it seems like you get the turnover and then at the other end of the court, somebody gets beat and that turnover turns into a layup. And, you know, you get a couple of those in a stretch, and now all of a sudden Illinois' offense is out of sync, and that's when, that's when we know they're in trouble. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a different tact and turn this around, and that I'm going to be the guy who's Mr. Positive, okay? Peter Positive, here we go. Illinois plays a terrible game Thursday night. Uh, you know, a very strong first, you know, 15 minutes, then they let the game get away from them, but they still come back. Despite all that, um, not getting free throws, their All-American is fouled out, and yet they find a way to come back against a, a, a pretty good Ohio State team that's going to be that's going to get a, a good seat in the NCAA tournament, uh, and they make they they lose by one position in the end. Despite all those things, because you could have a lot of things happen. You could have Kofi play his regular thirty minutes. You could hit, hit 
you know, get almost as many free throw attempts as the other team. A lot of things could happen, and you're right there. Take all that away, you're still just a game out of first place going into the weekend and still have a shot if you need some help now, but you have a shot still at getting a piece of that regular season crown. My concern, though, with Illinois is that, is this a team right now that's playing its best basketball? And that's my concern. So what do we do in the next 10 days if you're the coaching staff here to get them ready for the Big Ten tournament and, and single elimination play the rest of the way? You know, the difficult part about that, and it's a great point, is they're in uh, game prep mode. So essentially it's Thursday night. They'll spend Friday and Saturday getting ready for Michigan. Then they'll play Michigan. Then they'll play, spend, uh, you know, take a day off, spend two days getting ready for Penn State. Then they'll probably have a, then they spend two days getting ready for Iowa. And then they go, you know, they'll have a, maybe a practice before the Big Ten tournament, one practice that's just focusing on themselves. But it's mostly game prep now. And, and so it's going to be difficult to kind of get out of that. But I think that what you saw tonight was, or uh, Thursday night rather, was, them finding maybe a new identity with Coleman Hawkins, with um, playing some five, maybe playing some small. So maybe it's a new identity. Maybe it gives them a little life, a little energy that they can take with them the remainder of the season. Yeah, because you, I think you're you're correct there, Brad. Because Coleman Hawkins did some things, you know, especially that you know fake and and go in for the dunk down the lane. That is hard to defend. Um, and and Luke Goody made you know he was only out there for a short period of time, but had some hustle plays every moment that were important and even Curbelo played a little less than what I thought he would, but he played well and under control. So they've got some things to build on and they're, they're going to have to find a way to get that consistency back in the game. And, and that's why coach Underwood's paid that big dollars to, to figure out how to press those buttons to make that happen. Yeah. Tough loss in, in this one, but again, uh, that's now we get a chance to see what this team is made of. Um, you know, they had a chance before this recent stretch, we knew February was going to be a very difficult stretch for this team. Uh, had a chance that they they controlled their own destiny. If they won out, they were going to be Big Ten champs. Now they need help. And uh, Purdue does have a couple of trips uh, coming up, including Saturday. They're going to play at Michigan State. The Spartans have struggled, but it's still Michigan State. Do they have one in them? They're at home. Um, you know, that's prime for, a, for an upset there. Uh, Wisconsin still has some tough dates as well. So we'll see if, uh, if the field comes back to them. We thought from the beginning that 15 and 5, would win the Big Ten. Well, Illinois now has five losses. Let's see. And one other thing, too, Illinois needs to kind of keep in mind in terms of winning. You want to make sure you don't lose more than one game. You don't want to drop into a situation where you lose that double bye. You want to make sure your first game is going to be in the Big Ten quarterfinals on that Friday in Indianapolis. Don't give yourself another game to have to worry about. Make it as easy as possible. There's no question. We're going to step aside for a moment. Much more on the Michigan game. And more importantly, the Juwan Howard suspension uh, just ahead. We're going to break that down and you know, what it means for Michigan and possibly even what it means uh, for Howard's future. Is is that in jeopardy in, in Ann Arbor? We don't know. We'll talk about it. It's coming up next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions.
We're just two weeks away from the NCAA Tournament Selection Sunday. Hard to believe we're at that part of the season, right? Complete coverage of the Illini's run to the Final Four on IlliniGuys.com. You know, there may not be a more disappointing season in college basketball this winter than the Michigan Wolverines. Let's just be honest. I mean, they host Illinois on Sunday, 1 p.m. tip-off on CBS in a game that many thought when this game was scheduled, it might be for the Big Ten title, right? I mean, these are the, you know, two of the, the top-ranked teams in the country going in. But instead, it's the Wolverines trying to play spoiler. Nothing has gone their way this season. And now they head into March with the talk of the town, not about their talent or their play, but about the temperament of their coach, uh, Juwan Howard. As we've talked earlier here in the Sports Spectacular, Howard out for this game, out for the rest of the regular season, but that five-game suspension, a $40,000 fine on top of that. And guys, I want to ask, um, the punishments that were issued by Michigan and the Big Ten after last weekend's melee in Madison were they, uh, was that enough? Was it appropriate? I think the punishment for Howard was acceptable. I mean, five games as you know, the rest of the season, I thought he might get even the big 10 tournament, but I think that's fair. I think the punishment for the players kind of surprised me. I mean, you can throw haymakers at other guys and, and not get, and not get, but just get a one game suspension. I mean, we get a one game suspension, for, for so many things that are minor, Alan Griffin stepped on a guy, which I, you know, I thought I was fine with him getting a two game suspension, but you look at what guys get suspended for. I mean, throwing haymakers where if you, one of those said landed, think about the, the, the damage that it could have caused one of those other guys or, or a fan who's right there. Cause they're right in the crowd there too. I mean, it's, it, I don't know. I th- don't think it's enough. I don't think the Wisconsin guys who ran in there, are completely, I mean, though they shouldn't be exonerated either. Joe Krabenhoff, for example. Yeah, I, I, I got to be honest with you. You know, our, I, I feel like we're at one step closer to the malice in the palace or, a, God forbid, a Rudy Tomjanovich situation where somebody really gets hurt because of a thrown punch. And the Big Ten set this up, and I don't care what anybody said, they set this up by not reacting to what happened last year between Turgeon of Maryland and Juwan Howard. And Juwan Howard got away threatening to kill somebody. We know he probably wasn't going to do it, but he got away with that. And they set the table for another incident, which just happened to come, um, you know, against Wisconsin. And I worry, you know, what's the next step? Because if, a, you know, I mean, what, could, what damage could Kofi do in one of the hundred times that he gets fouled if he were to lose his temper at his size and strength and connect with somebody? We've already seen him KO a ref just accidentally. And my gosh, I don't want to see any kid. I don't care if they're from Iowa or Illinois. It doesn't matter. I don't want to see anybody get hurt out there. Maybe Iowa. Maybe. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. That's just a joke. Yes, it's a joke. <laughs> I know. Okay, Bruce Pearl can get hurt, but that's it. <laughs> 30 years later, you've had it coming to you. Um, <laughs> no, I, but I agree with you. That that's the biggest thing I was surprised. The two things. Um, I, I thought Howard would at least get the regular season. He did. I thought if he got beyond that, it was still justified. And I'm with you. I, I was surprised that Kravenhoff, for one, didn't. You could say guard because he impeded his progress to put his hands on him. He's, you know, if he lets him go, then nothing happens. You could say guard. He did get a $10,000 fine. Maybe he gets a one game suspension, but you know, they'd already, the, the security guards, if you go look, look at the video, the security guards, the other coaches, even some players had diffused it. They had gotten guard out of the way and they're yelling across several people when Kravenhoff works his way up and there's a Michigan player trying to keep him back. And yet whatever he says gets it going. So I'm with you. I'm surprised that there wasn't a, a fine or a suspension for Krabenhoff and, and, and some of the other. And I think the players too. And here's the thing too, I think with, 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 with Jawan Howard and this, and the statement that he issued, it was issued for him uh, by the yeah. university. Um, there was no remorse. And for me, you threw a punch because you threw a punch. There are three student athletes who missed a game this week. If you don't throw a punch, those kids don't miss a game. Wait, you don't think you wrote that Larry? You don't think that was Juwan? No. Deep from the from the bottom of his heart? Yeah. I'm going to agree with you. I don't think so either. But again, ad- adults adults causing the problems and, and kids, you know, so I, maybe that's why they only got one game. 
because it was the adults who led this to happen. But my my thing is too, what are what are we teaching? You know what what, what if Kofi decides next game I'm just gonna punch the guy who fouls me and I get one game? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll miss the Penn State game. You know, no big deal. You know, I mean, I, I'm not saying you would do that because Kofi's like much nicer than we are. But can you imagine? I mean, what? I mean, what are you gonna do? What's your what's what are you looking at now for a, you know, for a as far as a precedent? What what's the precedent now? One game? I don't know. Yeah, and and I gotta be honest with you, I'd like to see Juwan Howard actually mouth the words that were written for him. It might look like a hostage video, but. The bottom, the bottom line is, is he showed no, no remorse. And so at least, you know, tie him up, put him in a room and make him read it. Because I don't believe he, I don't believe he said or cares or feels like what his, you know, what his statement said. I I don't believe it. Now, now maybe that's a reflection of me, but, but I don't believe it. And then the other thing, I'll be honest with you, even guard was trying to kind of, you know, he didn't really say, gosh, I wish I had handled that better. Um, look, I, I'll tell you one thing. If I if I saw somebody really angry and even if they said something to me, if I go up and reach out on their on their arm and kind of and put my shoulders so they can't walk past me. If I did that at a, in somebody else's driveway, odds are there's going to be a fight. So, again, I'm not saying it was Guard's fault, but what I am saying is the judgment that he used to pursue it at that moment in time was poor. And I didn't see anything from him. You know, what I asked all of my kids and anybody who works for me when they're done with this situation is said, what could I have done or what could I have said to get a better outcome? And the two coaches who are leading these teams and, and being mentors to young men don't have the wherewithal to do that. And I find that part very disappointing. Yeah. I just think that it's, it's too bad. And, and, you know, I, I did write a, a column this week for alaniguys.com and basically making the case for firing Juwan Howard. I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm saying there is enough there that he could be. And, and I think there's, there are many people watching the situation who think that's still possible. And, you know, look after the season plays out, who knows? I mean, because this is, this is twice and we don't know what happened behind closed doors and conversations. He may have sat down with, with Ward Manuel and said, I didn't do anything wrong. I mean, you know, he, <laughs> we don't know what, what happened, but Brad, I brought up, you know, what happened with your daughter this year, if you don't mind me bringing up and in terms of, of, and the video we saw, we all, our jaws dropped that your daughter punched during a game, a high school game and the offending player, the other teenage girl got a one game suspension. And, and it's your story to tell. I'm sorry if I'm telling it, but I'll just stop there and, and let you weigh in again. What are, what are we teaching these kids? What are that young lady and what did that community learn from that situation? Yeah. I mean, it's just not right. I mean, you know, we all know it's not right. Everybody, everybody agrees. It's one of those things that we we've taught her that, you know, you can get away with it. You're going to get a minor slap on the wrist for doing these things that, that we would all think are just not right and not, not things that people should be doing. And I think that's what's happened here with these guys. I mean, I guess you can say that, you know, what's, what has Diabate learned? I mean, we can say we're teaching kids sportsmanship and all these things, but what's he learned? He's learned that, well, Hey, if I can do this and only get one game, then maybe it's not so bad. Yeah. And you know, it's, it, there's also a long-term kind of thing where you really, I'm all about, you know, I feel like safety of players is important and safety of fans, safety of everybody around there is important. So those things shouldn't happen. I mean, that just shouldn't happen. People shouldn't get punched like with a fist. People shouldn't get hit. People shouldn't be throwing haymakers. This, this stuff shouldn't happen. It's a basketball game, you know, play basketball and, and, and shake. If you want to shake hands after the game and you know, we, the handshake line, I'm not even going there, but if you want to shake hands after the game, then go, go do it. If you want to fight, you go to the Pizza Hut parking lot and you take care of business later on. Yeah. And it, that's, you know, that, that I think Coach Underwood, you know, kind of caused this whole thing because he said Pizza Hut and fights. And we're really lucky that, that the Big Ten <laughs> didn't suspend him for 20 games because I'm sorry, but this is, to me, this is just as much of, an, of a, a condemnation of Kevin Warren as the Big Ten commissioner as anything we've seen earlier, uh, it seems to be quite clear that there is something about 
I don't know if it's getting teams in the Big Ten tournament, but we saw last year looking the other way with Turgeon that set this up, and now you see this. And, and you know, you could argue that Martelli's a better coach than Howard, so maybe he's helping him out. Can you? I can't wait for a – I want a meme with the anchorman guys fighting with, like, faces of Turgeon and Greg Gard against Juwan Howard and – Brad Underwood and put a Pizza Hut sign behind it. The whole Anchorman. Remember that scene in Anchorman when they're all, oh, yeah. you know, the, oh, all yeah. the news guys are fighting. We need all the Big Ten coaches' faces on there. I'm not that good with Photoshop, but man, I gotta believe that somebody's got to put that out there. Put the Pizza Hut sign behind, and we're ready to go. And the and Pizza Hut guys out of this. The Pizza Hut guys would be like the tough guys from PBS. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is Anchorman. Oh, uh, I love lamp. <laughs> Thanks, Brock. <laughs> well, and, and, and by the way, and, and, and what a segue while, while we're at it, uh, uh, <laughs> because that happened so late in the week last week. How about Brad Underwood and, and the Pizza Hut uh, comment? And how about how the Illini responded to that? I mean, it's the memes out there were beautiful last weekend with the Illini coming up and bringing the fight. And they had to, they, they outplayed Michigan state. They out toughed them. They outworked them. And even though they went on a heater into the game, that was just nuts um, by Tyson Walker. They still come in with a victory. Um, and it was, a, it, and what a great victory it was to get Brad Underwood and his first win at East Lansing. And uh, they didn't have to go to pizza hut to, to get it. I think he can take his up. So, you know, I think he's okay there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows? We'll we'll probably see. That'll be Brad Underwood's first national commercial when he becomes the spokesperson for Pizza Hut. <laughs> well, I understand. Isn't it? Didn't Pizza Hut? Yeah, deliver like thirty pizzas to the only locker room after they won the game. Yeah, He's Lansing. <laughs> that's that's great smart publicity. by Pizza Hut. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great job. And 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 I think, you know, that McPherson Kansas Pizza Hut is soon it's on its way to being a national landmark. <laughs> they'll be like they won't be, be able a, to tear it down. There'll be a dent. <laughs> there'll be a dent in the, there'll be a little pothole there. And that's where Brad Underwood, you know, curb stomped somebody back in 1982. <laughs> uh, for Illinois last week, uh 79-74. They got the victory. Um Illinois Coming into the week, fifteenth is again they, um, uh, uh, now they go on to take on Michigan on Sunday. Big win for Brad Underwood because now there were only two arenas he had not won in as the Illinois head coach, and the other one now is Maryland. It's the only arena now that he has not won in as the Illini head coach. Illinois has not won there in a decade, and um, again, what a job uh, he has done. Uh, Brad Underwood's done with that. So. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, Juwan Howard out. We've uh, we've we beat that uh, that horse, and we'll put that away now, and we'll bring it out here in a couple of weeks for the in time for the Big Ten tournament because uh, because we can. Um, hey, stay with us. We've got much more coming up right now. Um, we're going to talk with well, you know the uh, uh, the Illini guy as we get ready for uh, the, the Wolverines and the Illini. Demonte Williams joins us to talk about uh, the final weeks of the regular season. That's next here on the Sports Spectacular. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. At Busey Bank, we understand you have a vision for your future, and we're committed to helping you achieve your dreams. Since 1868, we've invested in recruiting and retaining the best and brightest associates. Busey's unique culture is one that values and supports you, provides opportunities for growth, and is much more than a job. It's a career. Build relationships. Build community and build your career at Busey Bank. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. I'm Kofi Coburn. When it comes to facing my opponents on the basketball court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, Kofi. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio. We are the Illini Guys, Larry, Mike, Brad, and now the Illini Guy, DeMonte Williams, joins us for a bit. DeMonte, how are things going? Good, how you doing? 
great, great, great to have you be with us again. Um, Demonte, I got I got to ask a question. You guys had a, um, you know, last weekend you get a, a big win at Michigan State, and now you're headed to Michigan to take on the Wolverines. And uh, what's it? What you? It's like home away from home up there in the uh, in the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, it, it's just uh, testing us on the road, um, testing our togetherness and um, how how good of a team we are. It's going to be the battle of togetherness against Michigan. Um, one of the questions that we had for you, we don't want to talk about, you know, the whole issue between Michigan and Wisconsin. But the question that we do want to ask you is, if you took a swing at a player, how many games suspension do you think you would get? And then the other question is, is how afraid would you be to have to go back to the bench and explain to the coach Underwood why you just took a swing at a player like that? <laughs> well, I know I'd get a few games, but um, I mean, I wouldn't be scared to tell Underwood why I swung. But I mean, he gonna he gonna get on me about it, so it's it's all about manning up and and taking this square in the chin based off your actions. Yep, and yeah. and of course, you guys know more about Pizza Hut than anybody. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so you got to wonder why guys don't go to the Pizza Hut parking lot then. I mean, there it is. I mean, they could have handled everything if they just followed Brad Underwood's advice, right? <laughs> Take it to the Pizza Hut parking lot. <laughs> have you, I, I got to ask my take. Have you ever gone through a line where you've had something like that, had an altercation like that, or anything approaching that? Um, maybe back in high school, uh, but that's, I mean, not on a collegiate level. Yeah, it's really rare to see something like that. So it's kind of strange. Now, you probably, maybe when you're playing Iowa, you might want to, you know, maybe you wanted to punch somebody. But I mean, against normal teams, you know, you just kind of go through the line, right? Yeah. <laughs> let it let it all fly. And, yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. I used to coach AAU with a guy, and I was much more concerned about my assistant coach than I ever was about any of the kids on my team because he was the biggest. He was the biggest kid of all. And you always had to worry about him saying something over his shoulder as he walked past somebody. I mean, it, it's all part of it. So, I mean, it ain't it ain't nothing really new. It just doesn't happen a lot. Yeah. Thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good thing. Is there – so, Demonte, you kind of go into this. And, obviously, for you guys, you guys watch this and you kind of have your, your own feedback. But – then you got to just go play basketball, right? I mean, you're not really concerned about whether Jawan Howard's on the bench or suspended or who's – I mean, you're just going to play basketball in Michigan, right? Yeah, I mean, that's all we're we looking forward to. Um, we know it's going to be a hard-fought game, um, the, the whole – the entire game. But, I mean, that's just what we're focusing on, just playing basketball and really leaving all of the other stuff alone and focusing on what we came there to do. Yeah, that, that's good. It's going to be a motivated Michigan team. They're going to want to beat you guys, and you're going to have to play that uh, incredible defense that Illinois is famous for and display the toughness that coach is looking for, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, and we're on the road at that. Yeah, it's the last last road game, too, of the season, right? So then you're at home, and you Big Ten, all neutral sites after that. So it's kind of want to end with a, a win on the road, right? Yeah, no doubt. Do you guys approach the road games any differently? Because you've been very successful on the road. Is there anything you do different um, in your preparation for a road game versus a home game? Um, it's just where we we come together even more, uh, knowing that the state the the arena is is, is packed with the opposing opposing team, uh, supporters. Um, but don't get me wrong, we do have the Illini fans that are able to come to the games uh, on the road, which we love their support. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it's really just us out there on the court, and uh, we just got to have each other's backs. Yeah, 
All right. Well, the Illini are on the road at Michigan on Sunday. DeMonte Williams, thanks for joining us again. Um, our Illini guy who is uh, ready to get another dub on Sunday up in Ann Arbor. Yes, sir. Appreciate you having me. Good luck, DeMonte. Thank you. A little line of football just ahead. Football writer analyst Matt Stevens is here to get us caught up on the latest news. You're listening to the Illini Guys Radio Network. Don't touch that dial. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com since Busey bank first opened our doors in 1868 we have built upon a tradition of close relationships and broad financial capabilities our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations. Building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Right back here on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Illini Guys football writer and analyst Matt Stevens stopping by now to talk a little Illini football. Matt, kind of quiet these days. I know you're enjoying uh, some basketball while waiting for uh, Brett Bielema and the guys to get going. But big announcement here the past week. Uh, they've, they've set up the, a date for the pro day. Yeah, it's going to be a, an interesting pro day because Illinois, for the first time in a while, has got some pretty high-profile guys, including Kirby Joseph, that might do some things. Um, it'll be interesting to see how much Kirby does because this pro day is obviously going to come in, in, in a very short amount of time with what, what they do at the Combine, which Kirby also was invited to, and we'll see how much what, what he does. I would assume that since he's not a guaranteed first-round pick or something like that, that Kirby might decide to run and do a lot of the other stuff. But I know that because he's going to be there and because there's going to be some other guys like Badarian Lowe and um, a couple of other guys that are that are going to be, you know, potential draft picks in, in the late rounds, I think you're going to see more NFL people. I think you're going to see uh, it be a little bit more highly uh, attended um, than it has been in the past under the Lovey Smith administration. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what the buzz is around specifically Kirby Joseph, because here's a guy that's, that's really been moving up to, you know, potentially like possibly late second round type of a deal here. And, and I think that that's a major selling point for this new staff is that they've taken somebody who was quite honestly recruited as an offensive player, started his career as an offensive player and might end his career in the one year that he's played under the Ryan Walters, Brett Bielema administration on defense might end up being a, a really highly touted, you know, first uh, second round maybe high third round draft pick for somebody in 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 the april draft you know i think uh you obviously got the pro day coming up and of course uh, i'm assuming that, that the coaching staff is just killing it to prepare for spring practice what are, what are they doing for that matt well i think that brett bielema has got a plan in place and i think that last year's spring practice really allowed them to put a plan in place because brett was able to get that together even though that he got hired in you know late december um he was able to put a plan together for that first spring i think that this next spring is all about basically trying to you know first of all get the uh, early enrollees adapted to what college football practice is like and get them understanding as to a pace as what they want to do things and I think it's going to be more of an evaluation period. I don't know if spring was more of an evaluation period for more than anything other than quarterback and some other specific positions for Illinois last spring. I think it was just about culture. Um, the culture is in place. And now I think they're going to try to figure out some depth chart questions before they ever enter fall camp, because quite frankly, I think the staff knew that they ended up being behind the eight ball and when fall on fall camp, because they had a lot more questions and answers. I think they're going to try to get a lot of those questions answered right before they they end their spring game on that on that night spring game that they have at the end of April. So 
Um, Brett Bielema gets another primetime spot for that spring game on Big Ten Network. And I think you'll see a much more uh, uh, organized deal here for those 15 practices in the spring. How is it different, uh, Matt? They're in the offseason right now. They're going through a lot of strength and conditioning with Tank. How is it different than what you've seen in the past, you know, from from the previous staffs? I mean, how has the strength and conditioning program evolved or changed under the current staff? Well, and I, I got to be honest, that was one of the highlights of the Lovey Strength administration was their strength and conditioning program was 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 pretty spot on um, under Lovey. But I think under Tank, they've taken it to a new level. You've seen that you've seen the technology advancements that they've done in the weight room, the kinesiology program has really invested a lot of time and effort into trying to make this a, a, a technology sound type of deal where Tank and his guys are getting real-time data for what they're doing. Uh, I think you're seeing Brett Bielema do a lot of things inside that weight room that they haven't been doing a lot from terms of not just, you know, everybody thinks about just, you know, trying to get bigger and stronger. They're trying to get leaner at certain positions or trying to get flexible at certain positions or trying to get more athletic at certain positions. That's what you're seeing right now with the winter – winter conditioning program and, and the quote unquote mat drill program that they're doing over there at, at inside the, the indoor complex. So I, I think tanks done a really, really good job of, of, you know, taking position groups and making them, uh, you know, basically it's, it's, it's Brad it's sturdy. It's a lot what you see out of Fletch in the basketball program. He's taking body types and he's making them into, into different human beings by the time that they become juniors and seniors. And I think that's what you're going to see out of tank, right? From a, from a culture standpoint, you're seeing year two. Now you're seeing guys not surprised at how this is going to work. You're not, you're seeing guys taking understanding that meetings, because you're allowed to do that during the spring too. Meetings are a different animal now under Brett Bielema. There are, there are taking notes, there are notebooks, there are feet on the floor. There are, there are, uh, you know, it, it is a one hour, you know, classroom kind of deal going on there. And, and I think that that's a different culture change. And then I think also it's about the guys that have come in, the early enrollees, and then your guys that are new to the program, your Tommy DeVito's, your, your T-Rod Edwards's, your guys that have come in new. I think they, they, they need to establish themselves and, and, and sell themselves to their teammates, sell themselves to these coaching staffs and sell themselves that they can be premier premier players right now and not just for in the future so you're seeing culture kind of take another level now with Brett Bielema because you're into year two and I don't think a whole lot of these guys that have come back to this program are surprised at all of what, what it's going to be like this April man I got about a minute left before we uh, have sure. to take a break but but quick question for you we've seen a couple of of the schedule changes I think we kind of touched on it uh you know earlier but want to get your thought in terms of you know Bielema seems to really really enjoy having those primetime matchups, the Indiana game move into a Friday and the Chattanooga game move into a Thursday. What is it about having his program on primetime as maybe the only game on, on, you know, in the, in the universe at that time, what does that mean to this program and, and, and Bielema in particular? It's a two pronged theory, Larry. One is, is that obviously the big 10 network's not going to ask Michigan, Ohio state, and some of those other top tier programs in the big 10 to do those types of things. So if they're not going to ask those types of things, Brett Bielema is going to turn it into a recruiting opportunity for him and his staff and his program. And what that means is, is that the, I think Brett Bielema understands uh, in terms of selling his program, the most important thing for the University of Illinois Athletic Department and the most important thing for his football program is that television money you get from Fox, ESPN, and the Big Ten Network every, every, every year. So when they ask you to move a game to a Friday, guess what? We're the only game on a Friday at that point. And so all, all the college football eyes are on the University of Illinois and the opponent that they're playing. On a Thursday night, yeah, there's an NFL game that's probably going to be on another network, but in terms of college football, there's probably only going to be about three or four, you know, games on. And so your eyeballs are, are narrowed into the University of Illinois. So Brett Bielema really um, feels like, A, that, that this is a recruiting opportunity to put his team in a primetime network kind of slot. And then B, it allows them on that Saturday to go out and look at kids that they want to look at and, and, and during that week and, and have that opportunity. I know that fans don't really get excited about this because they – they see it as a really impediment to to how they can get to the game and how, and filling up the seats at Memorial Stadium. And I get that. I understand that. Brett Bielema is selling his program right now to the eyeballs that are watching on television. And I think that it's a really, really good way of trying to put Illinois back on the map in terms of football. Because, again, if you're not going to ask the Michigans and the Ohio States and the Wisconsins to do this, I think those uh, those bottom-tier programs have an opportunity to put themselves on, on stage. And when you get on that stage, just like they did last year, 
year with that week zero game against Nebraska, you go out and you deliver. And that's exactly what Brett Bielema's squad usually does when they're, when they're on a, a, a nationally televised spot. And they've got that week zero again this year with Wyoming week zero. And then again, the two uh, primetime games. All right, Matt Stevens, Illini guys, football writer and analyst. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Not a problem guys. See ya. Well, don't go anywhere. Coming up next, Brad has some breaking news on where Jawan Howard is spending his suspension and our picks for the Big Ten Player and Coach of the Year. You listen to the Illini Guys Radio Network. I'm DeMonte Williams. When it comes to hustling on the court, that's easy. You know what else is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. That's right, DeMonte. When you need care for minor illnesses and injuries that's easy to get when and where you need it, OSF On-Call Urgent Care is your MVP. Walk in 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day, even holidays, or connect with a virtual visit 24-7, 365 days a year. Visit osfoncall.org slash urgentcare. This sports spectacular. Hard to believe this is the final segment of the month of February. Next time you are here, our beautiful voices will be uh, in March. Illinois, Michigan on Sunday. It's a 1 o'clock tip on CBS. The only game that Illinois gets uh, on the iNetwork uh, this entire regular season until uh, the Big Ten semifinals, should they uh, get a chance to play in the Final Four uh, in Indianapolis. Hey, Brad, you said you got word on Jawan Howard and where he's going to spend his time while on suspension? Yeah, sources are telling me that Jawan is in New York City during his suspension with Buddy Rydell, um, going through his anger management classes. Uh, uh, if he's singing I Feel Pretty on the sideline uh, when he comes back in the Big Ten tournament, we'll know that it was effective. <laughs> I I didn't even know where to go with that. He just kind of got me here because I'm like, poor Buddy, you know, what did he do wrong? <laughs> I think I, Buddy might have met I, a match. <laughs> I think I think we need like a Ted Lasso to come and teach uh, Juwan how to be cheerful to other Big Ten coaches. <laughs> hey, hey, if he gets to hang out with Marissa Tomei, that's not really a bad deal, though, right? I mean, that's a good thing. It's true. That's true. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, Juwan Howard, uh, we know will be nowhere near Chrysler Arena come uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, we think. We think. That's the way the rules go. <laughs> he, could do, he, he, he could do the uh, what was the. The Mets manager, uh, Terry Collins, was, or was it who, who put the outfit on, mask and everything? Well, if uh, back in the day, if uh, if if Coach Martelli does something really ridiculous, we'll know that Juwan's watching and texting instructions. <laughs> <laughs> we hear of an assault in the stands. Wait a minute, I thought Juwan was not here. What's <laughs> or if Martelli charges Coach Underwood swinging, we'll be like. Did he just get texted from Juwan? <laughs> uh, here's open for uh, Illinois again to come through. They've been such great road warriors, uh, 19 road wins um, uh, over the last three years, the most in uh, the Big Ten uh, by far. And so we look for a win at Chrysler on Sunday. Speaking of, uh, let's talk about Big Ten Coach of the Years. Juwan will not get that honor this year. Uh, guys, who do you like to be the top coach? You know, there's a lot of uh, guys that you could pick. I think um, I think Greg Gard is probably uh, the guy who's the front runner right now, especially if they win. I think if Brad Underwood, if Illinois somehow gets a share with all of their injuries and, and issues and suspensions and everything, then maybe he could be in the mix. But I, I think those are the two guys that I would kind of look at as being um, you know, at, at the front runners for Big Ten Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think if Rutgers could have continued – their streak, maybe Pykel would have won, would have had a chance at it. But I, I do agree. I think uh, whoever ends up getting that big uh, share ends up, you know, with the best finish is going to end up winning it. And and guard obviously has the inside track. I think so too. And and I and I think he would earn it. I mean, this was this is a team that that very few people thought Wisconsin was going to be anywhere close to the upper division, uh, and they've not only done that, but here they are going into uh, two weeks. Uh, two weekends left in the season and, and they're, they're tied for first. And so, you know what, hats off to, uh, to Greg guard and to uh, the Badgers. But again, I, I agree with you what Brad Underwood has gone through here, yet another injury with Bosman's Verdonk, another injury in terms of uh, RJ Melendez and the appendicitis, the emergency removal of his appendix uh, this week when he was just hitting his stride. Um, <laughs> you know, it's unbelievable what this team is uh, enduring yet. Here they are right now. How about big 10 player of the year? A little tougher conversation because 
Um, you know, I know who we would like to see win it, but but there's some there's some amazing talents in this conference this year. There are legit five guys that you can make a case should be Big Ten Player of the Year. I mean, obviously Johnny Davis, um, Kofi Coburn, Keegan Murray. Um, you, you go down the list, and every team has a guy who those are kind of the three at the top. But EJ Liddell is fantastic. You know, we we can go five guys. And not even include include players like Trace Jackson Davis, Hunter Dickinson, et cetera. There, uh, there's just a lot of talent. And Jay Divey, who is going to be a top five pick, I guess, was the other guy. But those five guys, I think, are all going to be first team. Picking one, maybe may, may come down to who wins the conference title or who has the best finish. I think all of them are right there at the end of the day. Yeah, I, I if I had to put a guess right now, I'd say. Uh, Davis, even though I'm probably less enthused with him than most people are. Um, but coming from a team that wasn't supposed to be any good, um, I think he has the inside track. And if Wisconsin was able to win it, you know, I guess the other you know thing, you know, on coaches is if, if somehow Ohio State can come from the outside, you could have Holtman and Liddell, you know, win this thing. A little bit unlikely, but they've had a ton of injuries as well over there in Columbus. Um, but if I had to bet now, I would, I would say Davis, if you're asking me the player that I enjoy watching the most and let's take Kofi out of that mix, I really enjoy Keegan Murray. I think he's a lot of fun as well out there. It's painful as it is for me to, to say that about an Iowa player, but he is a fun player to watch. Fun player. And what, how ironic with Murray and Davis, both have their twin brothers uh, on the bench. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if I've ever seen players of that caliber, both in the same league with the guy who looks just like him uh, sitting on the bench and sometimes playing alongside him. Um, you know, I think you're right. We heard Mike DeCourcy earlier talk about uh, Davis probably right now running second to Oscar Shibway for his national player of the year. Um, and you can't argue with, uh, with that either though. Again, I think that uh, this last game doesn't help Kofi, but um, you get a chance to get some style points on CBS on Sunday and still uh, some chances to see if he can, if he can do something. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you though. I, I did see a lot of that in the Twitter verse, you know, Kofi had a bad game. But you can go back and see where, uh, in particular, Davis has had three or four rough games. Kofi's only had a couple like this. So it's interesting to me how they're going to determine this. And I think who wins the conference is going to be who gets that, that award. Yeah, I can't, I can't argue with that. Hey, let's turn now to Major League Baseball. Uh, we may eventually have games, maybe in 2023. They're saying that if, you know, come Monday, if there isn't um, something in place, we're going to start canceling some games. Brad, you follow this a lot closer than the rest of us. I mean, are they even close right now? They really aren't. Um, the things they're making progress on um, are really irrelevant. I mean, they're, they're like, you know, doing some minor things. But the big, you know, when it comes to the revenue and it comes to the, the salary, luxury tax, all that kind of stuff, they're so far apart. It's not even close. Um, I, I just don't – I don't see it happening unless a miracle happens, which means you're going to, again – have another baseball season that isn't a full season. Um, and to be honest, baseball is just a, it's losing its luster. I mean, it was America's pastime and they're basic, they're, they're ruining the game. I mean, people are losing interest um, in the game and, and it's going to be, you know, when it goes away and you don't notice, that's when you know it's bad. And, and that's kind of what's happening here. And, and they have to do a better job marketing their game and be getting this done so they don't have, miss the you know opening day and things like that in april because that's a big deal well when when you when you have a strike and nobody noticed that's when they call you the nhl but um you know the way i'm i'm looking at this is you know the nfl is adding that extra game next year and they are going to pull the super bowl back another week and what's going to happen is the nfl is going to take over you know because you'll have the super bowl going mid-february baseball is going to be become irrelevant they should be looking for ways to find to be more accessible and these idiots on both sides are good they're literally going to fight each other as their ship sinks and the nfl on one side and the nba on the other are just going to laugh as they as they take over that the the, the focus of the public attention oh well yeah, i guess wnba too mike the summer wnba season will be right there too Right. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that is that is SummerSlam season, though. You know, yeah, for those. You <laughs> well, when <laughs> wrestling may be Major League Baseball, that's bad. Yeah, MLS games. I mean, you know, soccer yeah. is huge among young people. Well, don't you wonder, like, if the USFL or the XFL were smart, maybe they move, maybe they move into the spring summer. And then the other thing is, maybe the NBA moves their schedule back so that they're not competing with college football and the NFL quite so much. Because if the if Major League Baseball is going to take themselves off the map, the NBA could really adjust and be really yeah. in a good place. There's a lot of issues right now with, with baseball. You know, I know even personally, uh, I stopped following baseball on a personal level after the 94 uh, work stop. You and, you and me both. Yeah, I, I followed it professionally because that, that was my profession and I had to. But, I mean, once I got out of the full-time sports realm, I just sort of – I couldn't tell you anybody starting lineup anywhere. So, hey, we'll leave it there. Two hours going by really fast yet again. Uh, we bashed Michigan a lot. We'll see if the Illini can follow suit on Sunday and uh, follow our lead and get another win over uh, the Wolverines as they try to keep pace again uh, going into the weekend, a game behind Purdue and Wisconsin uh, in the Big Ten race. Don't forget to always, as always, stay with IlliniGuys.com for complete pregame and postgame coverage and analysis. Uh, Brad and I will be in Ann Arbor. So make sure to follow us uh, on Twitter, Sturdy32 and Larry Smith TV. And, of course, Illini underscore guides.com. We'll have it all there for you. Thanks so much to our guests uh, earlier on, uh, Lynn Elmore and Mike DeCourcy. Always good to hear from them. For everyone here in the Illini guys, thanks so much. And, uh, again, Illinois, Michigan, we're right back here, same time, same place next week. Go Illini. I-L-L. I-N-I. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.